Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? Would you cry if you saw me crying? And would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble if I touched your lips? You laugh. Oh, please tell me this. Now, would you die for the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever If you can take my breath away Would you swear that you'll always be mine? Or would you lie? Would you run and hide? Am I in too deep? Have I lost my mind? I don't care you're here tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever. Hi, welcome to Blossom City Radio. I'm your host, Jeremy Stellhorn. Before we get started tonight, I would like to talk a moment about my Facebook page, Blossom City Radio. It's a great place to get more information about the show and get to know me a little better. If you have seen it, you know that I really do enjoy a tropical fish. I am really excited about the new fish I have received as a birthday gift. Two puffers, an angelfish and a tiger barb, and a cockatiel cichlid or a pistagramma. From Aquatic Treasures, Restore Incorporated. They hooked me up with beautiful, healthy, energetic fish. The service is extraordinary. The tanks are as clean as possible. And they spend as much time with you to help you make the right decision for your fish. You need to check out the AquaticTreasures.net or go visit them at in person at 2533A Vandalia Street, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. 
definitely give them a look out for the shout. They're really great people. Go see Damien and see what he can do for you. Now on to the show. Tonight we have singer and songwriter Elizabeth Mall talking about her music, songwriting school, and we will get to know her a little better. Our second guest is Gina Hobrell, who is a developmental therapist for the early interventions. She will be talking about what she does as a developmental therapist, what to look for to decide if your child needs a little extra help. We will also touch on how the state of Illinois' budget and how no budget is affecting the people who, the children that need it the most. We also have Butch Gruber from Freedom Lake. Butch will tell us about his beautiful campground and let us know a little more information. I'm excited to get the show started. And, of course, we have our community board and Brody's joke of the day. Thank you for tuning in. Please welcome our first guest, Elizabeth Mall, singer and songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. Hi, this is Jeremy Stillhorn with Blossom City Radio. Today our featured guest is singer-songwriter Elizabeth Mall. How are you today, Elizabeth? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. So, um, we've been featuring some of your songs. We've done No Idea and Warning Label, and they've come with pretty good responses back. Um, How did you actually get started into the singing and songwriting? Um. Whenever I was in sixth grade, um, I started, um, I, I was like in love with Taylor Swift and, um, I picked up guitar and, um, started learning like the simple chords and everything and, um, I really enjoyed singing and playing the guitar, um, together and um one night I was sitting down with my guitar and uh I just started playing and I just threw some words down on a piece of paper and I really enjoyed it because I was writing down all my emotions and it was kind of like a release for me and um I just fell in love with writing and singing very nice um so in about sixth grade, did you start to get a, did, what was your passion in sixth grade? What were your ideas with it? Was it just kind of a fun hobby or was it something at that time that you really wanted to get into? Um, I mean, it was, um, I guess at first it was kind of a hobby. And then um, I gradually kind of fell in love and kind of, um just realized that maybe this is something that I would be good at and do this for the rest of my life. So that's kind of how um kind of evolved. And you started out in Redbud, Illinois, and then how did you get it down to Nashville? Um, I came to Nashville mainly because Nashville is kind of like the center of country music, and um, country music is is what I really enjoy. And, um, yeah, I guess I chose Nashville because I would be close to um, the music and I guess I would have a more hands-on experience here and have more opportunities if I'm actually in the city. So. Very good. And you're currently attending college? Yes, I attend Belmont University here 
in Nashville. And what is your course of study at Belmont? Um, songwriting. I am yeah. studying majoring in songwriting. Very good. And what made you choose to go into the songwriting? Your aspirations with the music? Uh, yeah, I um, sixth grade. I kind of realized that maybe this is something that I would want to do. So I one night, uh, my parents and I sat down and we were researching colleges that maybe had um, a songwriting major. Um, and we found Belmont University, and we thought what a better place to to be in at Belmont because it is in Nashville, Tennessee. So very nice. Yeah. So, what is your favorite thing about the singing part, uh, singing and songwriting part of it? Uh, I would have to say um, my favorite part would be to ex- express myself through other other ways besides just just saying it. I feel like if you incorporate music along with lyrics and words, it it makes it more emotional and I feel like people can connect better in a way than just just saying it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can get your feel that you you know, it you it meant it works with your emotions. It can bring you out of a your song rhythm, can bring you out of a bad mood, or it can make you feel better when you are down, or it makes you feel even better when you're up. It's amazing how magical a good song can be, you know? It works right with your yeah. mood. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Definitely. Um, so, what, what do you do when you're not at college and singing and songwriting down in Nashville. Do you have any local hangouts or do you have any hobbies that you do down there? Um, I, um, I'm really close with, um, some friends down here and sometimes we, uh, if we just want to hang out, we normally just go over to one of, um, their rooms and just make some popcorn and watch movie. Um, other times I, I go to the gym frequently and I found that that's um, kind of a good stress reliever with homework and everything piling up. Definitely. Um, but yeah, just hanging out, having fun. Definitely, the kind of the college life. That's very good. Plus, it's yeah. the people that have the same interests as you are, so you guys can work together and collaborate. Yes, exactly, exactly. Awesome. Um, We've been playing two of your songs. We've been playing No Idea, which has gotten a lot, which has become very well received. How did No Idea become about? Um, I uh, became really good friends with a guy named Jeff Hodge through um, this organization called um, NSAI, National Songwriters Association International. And through NSAI, um, me and Jeff, we, we met. And um, he knew I was going to be down here in Nashville, so he called me up and he's like, he asked if um, I wanted to co-write with him one time, and I, I said sure. So um, I was sitting on my bed, and this was the day, maybe two days before we were going to co-write, and um, I had this melody in my head that just stuck with me, and so whenever I have like a certain melody and 
or lyrics or something, I always sing into my phone on little voice memos. And so on co-write day, um, we sat down. I played him the melody. I said, I have this really cool, catchy melody. I want you to hear it. Um, but I don't have a hook yet. And so I played him the melody, and he goes, he, he, um, he really liked it. And um, he's like, I kind of feel like this could be like some cute romantic love song. And then he started talking about him and his wife um, and how they have been going out ever since high school and now they're married. And I, I looked at him and I said, well, you need to write about um, y'all's life, like your relationship. So I think um, No Idea came out of Jeff's relationship with his wife and how, how they're so in love. Very good. It's an amazing song. We really enjoy it. We've gotten lots of feedback on it. Oh, thank you. We've also been playing your song, Warning Label, that's also gotten a warm welcome. Um, could you tell us a little about, bit about Warning Label? Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, Warning, the hook, the title Warning Label, kind of just popped in my head um, one night, and I just wrote it down, and that was on Potential Songs to Write. And um, I was writing with Jeff again, and he goes, have any ideas? And uh, I brought out Warning Label, and that immediately, he loved it, and he said it was fresh and unique, so we're like, all right, let's write, um, let's write Warning Label. So um, we sit down, and before every song, I try to make a list of things that represent, like, say, like a warning label, like toxic and dangerous and poison. And um, I try to tie those things in with something relatable, so say, like, a relationship. And so in the back of my mind, um, my friend a while ago told me about this really bad breakup she had, and, and I'm like, oh, that's her breakup could totally tie in with warning label. So I kind of took um, my, breath, my best friend's breakup and I kind of tied it into warning label and said, like, man, you should, you should definitely come with a warning label next time so I don't have to get myself into all of this stuff. <laughs> so I would say that's, um, that's where I came up with warning label from. Very nice. So... What has been your favorite accomplishment with your songs? I know that you've actually, with your Facebook channel, you can go and watch some of the videos and some of the different things mm -hmm. you do, and you've actually accomplished quite a bit at a young age. What is your favorite accomplishment with your songs and your music, songwriting? Um, I would have to say my big accomplishment would be making that move um, down to Nashville and actually studying songwriting and um, pushing myself to always write every day um, to just make so many connections with people, to co-write and um, really never give up in a way. Um, it's, it's so easy to get yourself off track and, and be your own um, enemy in a way and like really like um, 
say you can't do this to yourself. Um, so I would say, I guess my biggest accomplishment would just be being here, pushing myself to always be better and writing every single day. Exactly. That's that's one of the best things you can do is get down there and do it and start kind of meeting people and getting your connections mm-hmm. so people hear it. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. it. It's amazing how that works. It's just word of mouth and connection can do so much for something, even a chance meeting or a chance listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what does songwriting school entail? Do you just kind of um, go through and, it, you know, do you work with different songwriters that have been in Nashville, or how does that go about? Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, all of our professors, all of my songwriting professors, they've either had a hit song or they're really well-known here in Nashville. Um, as of right now, uh, I took just the first introductory course into songwriting, so I can kind of get, like, a little feel for what the next um, three years are going to be like. And um, right now I know that uh, I will be taking a lyric writing class um, in the just like the basic structure of how to write a song and how to go about it and what a catchy melody um, is like and, and stuff like that. So, um, I haven't really gotten into that yet, but I really am looking forward to it. Yes, it sounds amazing. And then to have the people who have actually made the songs and been through mm-hmm. everything so they can give you yeah. the hands-on experience and what you need to know for each thing you do, that's actually a really good thing to have. So it sounds like exactly. you yeah. picked quite the place to be. I mean, it sounds like yeah. you know, the little ducks are lining up in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, your songs have gotten a lot of talk, like I said, and when I asked about who would be a good featured artist for our first artist, your name came up quite a bit, so we were glad that you accepted it and did it. We've gotten, like I said, quite a bit of feedback. We did listener mail, so if anybody wanted to send us some song or some questions or some comments or whatever for you, and um, Jen Peppy actually was kind enough to write in, so here's a few of her songs. What drew you specifically to Belmont? Um, what drew me to Belmont was the songwriting program. Um, like I said earlier, um, Nashville is a great place to be if you really want to get it hands-on into the music industry. And um, I found out um, Belmont has a songwriting program. And I visited, I fell in love with how the campus looks. And being here, I love how um, I love how close the community is here. Um, everyone is trying to build you up. We're all trying to work together because we you know being here is, is is not easy, and we have to work. We have to work, and if you help one another out, it just it makes it so. It makes it better, and um, we just want to see each other succeed. So um, what what drew me here uh, would be the songwriting program. Very good. What have you enjoyed most in regards to Nashville? Hmm. What I've enjoyed most, 
I would say um, how easily you can just start up a conversation with someone and then and then he finds out that they have the same dreams and, and goals as, as you do. And um, you can just walk, you can walk down um, the street and you can just, you can um, see a songwriter. Um, and it's so easy to, to co-write around here. So I would say um, just... Uh, how easy it is to get involved and connected and write. Do you ever get a chance to go down into the city and watch some of the performers perform at some of the, you know, world famous places where people? Oh, Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's hard for me to get in since I'm not 21 yet. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are other local places around here. Um, that do have live music, and um, actually some of my friends play play around on like open mic night. So sometimes I go over and I and I watch them, and it's fun and it's it's a great learning experience as well. I bet. Um, how hard is it being away from Redbud? Because Redbud is specifically where you come from originally, correct? Yes. Yes. Um. It, it was pretty hard at first. Um, I, I missed birthday parties and um, cousins being born, but um, just I, I, I miss the family and and everything. But I know that they're always behind me and they support me and they love me, so um, that helps too. But being away from the from family is it, pretty hard, but it's doable. <laughs> I could imagine. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Hopefully with a hit song underneath my belt. Um, <laughs> um, I hope to see myself um, with a publishing deal, writing all the time, um, having some hit songs on the radio, sung by like, Miranda Lambert. But um, if, if I'm not there in the next five years, I'm not going to be discouraged or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to love what I'm doing. So hopefully the next five years I'll have a hit song. <laughs> well, you're well on your way. You, the songs that I've heard from you have been very good. Um, Thank you. And Jen also wants to add in that um, she says, I love her. She deserves all the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and wishing her the best. So she wanted to let you know, you know, they're rooting for you down here in Redbud, too. Oh, Um, thank you. Do you have any pets or hobbies or anything that kind of keep you busy when you are home? Um, Yeah, when I'm home, I have a dog at home. Uh, His name is Jack, and he's a big golden retriever. Um, So uh, I'm always busy with him, and... um, I I work out a lot, so um, I'm also at the gym frequently and just hanging out with family and friends. I really enjoy just having a nice, chill night and not doing anything, worrying about homework or anything, and just relaxing with the family. Sounds good. Um, You do have a Facebook page where people can contact you. What all do you have on your Facebook page? Can you tell us a little Um, bit about it where they can find and... Why they should check yeah. it 
Yeah, of course. Um, on my Facebook page, um, it's underneath Elizabeth Mall. It's my fan page. Um, on my page there, I frequently update it with um, videos, new songs that I I wrote. Um, you can comment, like them, like my page if you want to. Um, just comment and let me know if you like it or not. Um, that would be awesome. Well, I've actually sat down and watched the videos on there, and I've enjoyed them. Um, and it was nice to be able to kind of know a little bit about who you are and to, you know, <laughs> see some of your work. Being a, you know, I mean, it's all just a click away, so that's a wonderful <laughs> thing about it. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, if you just want to go to my Facebook page uh, and uh, press like, that would be amazing. And I also have a website. It's just um, com, And um, there's an info button. There's a music um, music tab and some picture tabs. Um, you can also send me a message through there, too. So if you don't mind checking that out, that would be That'd be really cool. Sounds good. One last question before I let you go. Uh, what would be the best advice to somebody who would like to follow in your shoes? There are a lot of people never who give up. do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, never give up. There will always be people in your life saying, can't do it. That's, that's, that's not the wisest decision ever. But if you have a dream, go for it. And don't let anybody hold you back because you're the one that controls controls your life and and what you do with it. So no matter what people say, just don't give up. Um, always push yourself to be the best you can. And um, you just <laughs> never forget to pray because God God is um, is there with you every step of the way too. Very good advice. Well, thank you for being on our show, and thank you for being our featured artist. I've really enjoyed it. Our fans have enjoyed it. And anything you would, anytime you would like to come back on or show off some of your new music, we'd be glad to have it. We were kind of oh, brought a lot you. of traffic through. I mean, you're well-liked around the area, and people couldn't get enough of you. So, I mean, we appreciate you being on, and Wish you the best of luck and keep writing those great songs so you can come back when you have your hit song going. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, you take it easy. Bye. Bye. Our first song tonight is Warning Label by Elizabeth Mall. Please go and like her fan page on Facebook and let her know how much you enjoy her music. Never play with fire I never stop to think Be careful what you drink From the hands of a liar Can't believe that I got burned Little see the signs that I move Caution to know better than it seems to poison Now you're running through my veins 
Check her out on Facebook. Please welcome developmental therapist Gina Habrell. Hi, welcome to Blossom Sea Radio. This is Jeremy Stillhorn. We're here today with Gina Habrell. How are you today, Gina? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. Not a problem. I'm excited about it. You're a developmental therapist with early interventions, correct? That's correct. And... Can you tell me a little bit about early interventions? Sure. Um, you know, just like just like you know, as a parent and um, or a lot of you out there listening, um, kids develop at different rates. Some kids walk at eight months. Some kids walk at 15 months, and it's perfectly normal for their development. Some kids are early talkers. Some kids are late talkers. But for one in every ten kids out there, they might have a developmental delay that therapy can help with. And the goal of early intervention is to get kids therapy young so that they may get caught up before they go to preschool or just um, just really fulfill their full potential by receiving therapy early. Um, the program goes for kids from birth all the way up until their third birthday and um, kids can get physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and developmental therapy. And it's done either in the child's home or their daycare or sitter. And um, primarily, um, early intervention serves kids with developmental delays, like I talked about, just kids that are a little bit behind for their age. Um, also, we see premature babies. Um, and kids with uh, diagnoses like Down syndrome, autism, things like that. Um, the majority of my caseload is two-year-old boys with speech delays. Very, very common. Um, probably 80 to 90 percent of my caseload are kids with speech delays. And by giving the parents and the caregivers tools that they can help these kids with, then they come along further in their speech. They're less frustrated at home. The parents are less frustrated because they can 
they can, you know, help, they can help understand them. They know what they want because they're able to tell them. So um, that's kind of some of it. Um, and um, I have a Facebook page. Um, it's called Bright Beginnings Developmental Therapy. And on there, just yesterday, I put a list of developmental milestones the kids should be hitting. Oh, say, for example, um, you know, at six months, they should be sitting well. They should be babbling. At a year old, they should be saying a couple of other words other than mama or dada. And it goes on with different skills all the way up into the age of three years old. And parents can go on there and check. And if they have a concern, they're welcome to message me through my Facebook page. And also, Jeremy has my contact information. And I'd be glad to talk with anyone anytime about whether your child should be evaluated or not. Um, The evaluation itself is free. What happens is um, a parent would call um, an office called Child and Family Connections, and they're the ones that handle the referrals. And someone called the service coordinator will call you, the parish, set up a meeting to discuss your concerns. Then the therapist will come to your home or to the daycare and evaluate your child. And uh, it sounds like your child is taking a test, but it's really a fun experience for the child. They do puzzles, they play with puzzles, um, they do pretend play with a stuffed animal and a spoon. It's just really, it's just really fun for the kids. And um, the evaluation part is free for families. And then if um, if the child has a 30% or more delay in one or more areas of their development, then they would qualify for therapy services. Um, at that time, if the parent's still interested, then a meeting is held, and then um, we get going with the therapy. Um, Kids could receive one therapy a week, um, maybe just speech, or maybe they would have speech and developmental therapy. Some kids have all the therapies, um, occupational, physical, developmental, and speech therapy. And um, some families don't pay, have to pay anything, uh, like those with the medical card. Um, it's based on the family's income and um, what the fees are per month. And it doesn't matter whether the child is getting one therapy a month or eight therapies a month, the cost is the same. And every six months, we we look at the child again, we meet again, and we write new goals, decide if we need to change anything, um, whether we need to increase therapy um, or even drop therapy. There are some kids that actually get caught up and they only need therapy for a few months. So that's that's kind of neat when that happens too. Um, one of the goals of therapy is to teach the parents what they can do at home during the week to help their child because us coming in for, we work the child 45 minutes at a time, 45 minutes a week typically, and our 45 minutes a week will help but the main thing is that if we show the parents what to do, if we model for the parents and the caregivers, then they can continue all week long on working on. Um, for example, um, say a child is pointing or grunting instead of using words, we can teach the parents how to get the kids to say at least the beginning sound of the word 
to communicate what they want. Um, say maybe they want, say they have maybe a ball that's up high and out of reach. If the kids can make the B sound, at least it's a start and a lot better than the grunting and the whining that the parents hear. So, and um, if the parents can't participate, we see the kids at daycare and we leave a note about what we did and we try to keep in contact with the parents too by phone, um, text message, that sort of thing. Um, we always talk with the daycare teachers or the sitter because they're the one that's caring for them all week long, so it's really important for them to be able to practice the skills we're working on, too. We might tell a daycare teacher, well, make sure that you make them say more or uh, sign more before you give them snack, just so that they get into the, they get into the habit of, of helping them, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know that um, Brody, actually, that's how I got to know you, Miss Gina, is through my son. She works with my son, Brody. When he was born, he wasn't able to move his neck, so then they came and we had somebody work with him to stretch his neck out, and then we had speech, occupational, and physical therapy with him. He wasn't really moving a lot or whatnot, and Gina, mm-hmm. Gina would come to the house because he was delayed in a lot of the different factors with the physical motion. So Gina would come to the house, and we'd sit down and work, and then whenever he was at daycare, we'd go up to the daycare, and we'd meet up real quick while I, you know, I worked third shift, so then he would be there. I'd sleep for a little bit, so we'd get that in and then go on. But I know that it made a huge difference in Brody that working with him and getting him to, you know, do the different things and stuff like that. He went all the way through to three, and then he was at school, but by the time he was on, in kindergarten, he needed no extra help, and Brody was born early. He was, you know, born early, so he didn't. Right. So that was one of the signs. And then was delayed with the speech and the movement and the rolling over and everything. And they came and mm-hmm. worked. We did different exercises that they would give us to work with him during the day, you know. And then they saw us, you know, I had three different visits a week. Everybody came on a different day. So. Yeah, I remember. Wasn't Brody about eight months old when he started in the program? Yeah, Brody was about eight months because he I, wasn't, I thought so. He was getting and a he, flat spot on his head, yeah, because he wasn't able to move his neck. That's right. Yeah, and he was a little guy who he liked to lay on his back. He yep. wasn't real. He wasn't real motivated about rolling over. And the physical therapist Julie, who's wonderful, yeah, um, Julie is amazing he, as well. She is she is amazing, and um, she got him off his back, onto his knees, crawling upright and running around. So yes. that was so neat, and I just remember him learning to talk. And as he got older, he was he was only two or two and a half, and he knew all of his numbers. He even knew two-digit numbers, didn't he, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. He was all over the place with letters and numbers. Yeah, we he were would, yeah. And yes. <laughs> I remember that he would go into the kitchen and run in and look at the clock and see what time it is and tell you. Do you remember that? I do, yes. He was all, he's still all about numbers, but yeah. <laughs> that well, video games now, but yeah. Oh, he was, my that God. Was time. He had to have his timers and see what time it was. Digital clock for his thing. <laughs> wow. Well, and Jeremy was one of the few dads that I've ever seen, a dad that was home during the day. And, I mean, as a therapist, you just kind of wonder, 
I don't mean to stereotype, but a lot of dads aren't involved. They just aren't that involved. And, oh, my gosh, Jeremy, you were just like the best dad I've ever had. I mean, just the best parent overall, you know, and just so involved, always right there with us. And I yeah. know you and I know you and Becky both carried everything out during the week. And I even went to your mom and dad's a couple of times, which was really neat because then the grandparents could see what we were doing and what they needed to follow through with. So, um, you know, those families that get the whole family involved, even the grandparents, um, it really makes all the difference for the kids and yeah, Brody is, you know, a success story from early intervention and um you know, I'm I'm just so, you know, proud to know that, that he's done so well academically and um you know, you guys are a big part of that. So I'm so glad we kept in touch and, and I get to see him now and then in Walmart and um and it's cool too when I'm there. Yep, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he 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 enjoyed it because it was like when we when we were doing this, it was a chance to visit with people, but it was also a chance to play games. Because uh-huh. he got to work on, you know, he got to work on playing with the balls. Like there was this little game that had the balls that popped up in the air with the air, you know, and he really loved oh, that. Yeah. That was one of his favorites. And then some of the games, and then you know, get to ride the bike with Julie and just jump on the trampoline and just so many different games and toys and things to do that it was kind of like a playtime for him so it wasn't really work for him so he was excited to do it and it was always nice to visit oh yeah i mean with therapy we um i have a whole room just full of toys because um i get bored with a toy and the kids do too um the thought is that if we take in a bag of toys that they haven't seen before that they'll get excited about them, and that's how sometimes we get speech and language from them or get them to do something new, um, just stuff that's new exciting. You know how when a kid goes to someone else's house, they've always got to play with their toys. You know, they think, yeah. oh, wow, this is really cool, you know. And um, not that the families don't have a lot of toys at home, and we do sometimes play with your toys, too. I remember playing <laughs> with, with some of your toys. and. Yeah. um and, um, but, um, it just gets the kids excited about things and, you know, around the holidays, I love to do art projects with the kids and it teaches them, uh, small muscle skills, things to get ready for school, like cutting with scissors and using glue stick and, um, you know, just scribbling and painting and just fun things. Um, I've had so much fun this month with with Easter activities, I just can't wait for the hol- next holiday to come up. My kids are going to be doing an Easter egg hunt next week. And all while we're playing with these things, we're constantly working on speech and language all of the time. But we're also working on their motor skills, too. And the kids think they're just playing, and they're really working on all of these skills that they need to learn. So I just love it. Um I, 10 years ago, I quit early intervention for two years, went back to full-time in the classroom, and I said, nope, it's just too much. Um, I miss early intervention. So I've been back now for 10 years, and I've been doing um, early intervention as a therapist for 15 years now, and I can't see myself doing anything else. I just love the little ones. Um, 
Yes, definitely. And you are very good with them, Gina. We always uh, love to interact with Brody and had a good, we always had fun when we were doing it. Thank you. Oh, and I wanted to say, too, when the kids turn three, if they're if they're still in our program, we help uh, them transition to the school district. And then if they're still needing some kind of therapy, then the school district will take over. And the school districts also have programs, uh, preschool programs, where the kids can continue on, and some of the families opt for that. So that's really neat. Yeah, we he went through you guys, and you guys helped transition into the Redbud, and Redbud had like a preschool program from three to five that he did. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that for a while, and worked with his speech and some of his motor skills and stuff as well. So yes, definitely, it was it was great to be working with you guys because it helped us learn what we needed to know. Because you just don't know, like W sitting, when they sit with their legs propped in the back and just bad on their joints. We didn't know that. You'd see him sit like that, and you know, and then we learned that he shouldn't be sitting like that, and just the different things. And you know, when you're trying, when you want him to do stuff and you're frustrated, you guys had little tricks to try and help him get to do that. Where instead of just trying to, you know, come up with ways of your own to getting to do that, it's kind of harder and gets a little frustrating when you aren't sleeping and you're trying to do that and, you know, working with them and stuff. So you gave tips that were really a lot easier to help get into them, you know, him to do the stuff that he needed to do. So, I mean, if people are thinking about it or they're wondering if their child is a little bit delayed on it, it actually helps out a lot. You know, it's about an hour a week, maybe is you know, 45 minutes by the time you run or do whatever you need to do, you're in there and you do the stuff and then you do just a little bit of time every night. And it just helps with the children and stuff like that so much easier. And it gives the kids a major jump in where they should be from where they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of the all of the research says that brain development is faster in the first three years than any time, any time in your whole, whole life. So those first few years are really, really important. And, you know, like I said, we want to see kids succeed, um, develop to their full potential. So we really want to give them that boost early on. And um, and um, it's just, just really important. And some families are nervous about having their child evaluated too. They're just afraid to find out if, you know, there might be a delay. But, um, you know, if there is, it's, it's okay because we can work on it early on and some families have their kid tested, and they find out, you know, they're really doing okay right now. So it's a free evaluation, so we really encourage parents to call um, if they have any questions at all. The scariest part is actually making the call and having people come into the house and evaluate them because when they tell you, you know, because as a parent, every parent gets a little bit offensive, you know, like not offended, but, you know, they get right. protective of their child when they're like, well, he's, Delayed in this, and he's delayed in that, and he's delayed in this, and then the first thing that pops into your head, well, my mom said I didn't do this to this, or I didn't do that to that, and he'll be fine. But once you actually get past that point and you realize how much you're actually doing for your child, it actually is well worth the call to do it because you know you have great people that come into your house. Everybody that we had that came in and dealt with was amazing. Um, you have, you know, they come in and they understand that they have kids of their own. They've been doing this that you know. So it's 
one of those things that they understand where you're at, too, as a parent. It's not somebody who's coming in and telling you this is how it is. It's they're working with you to find out your child and how your child reacts and what your child does to give him the best motivation to do what he needs to do. And that helped out a lot, you know. It wasn't like somebody was coming into my house and picking my poor kid apart. They're working with him and figuring out the best solution for what he needs, which just totally leaps and bounds is what Brody started to get once we started moving. It would be like he was a little bit there, and then all of a sudden he'd just skyrocket, and then he might hit a plateau for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then he'd skyrocket again. It was amazing watching how he transformed in those, you know, two years. Oh, yeah. Yes, def- definitely. It just seemed to go by quickly for us. Yeah, it does. It feels like first you're taking your baby in there to see somebody, and then next thing you know, you know, it's goodbye and moving on up to the next one. But, yeah, you're close, and we always enjoy running India at the different places around town. The last question I do have, though, is um, how does the Illinois State budget affect you? I know it affects a lot of things, including the college that I work at. But how does it affect this program that you're in? Well, um, well, last year, this time last year, we were really, really worried. Um, the word was that um, they were going to make it harder for kids to qualify to get into the program. And, um, you know, right now I talked about how the child has to have a 30% or more delay in one area of their development. So, say, for example, say a child is 24 months, two years old, um, maybe they would have to score at like the 16th. I haven't done my math, but maybe say they would have to score at maybe 16 months or um, below in order to get in the program. What they were talking about was changing it to a 50% delay. So a 24-month-old child would have to score at 12 months or below in order to get any therapy. Well, we just thought that was completely unacceptable, that, you know, there were not going to be nearly as many kids getting help, and that was their idea to save money. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, families and parents got up in the air and said, oh, no, you know, you can save money somehow, but not with our kids, you know. So, um, So what happened was, there were 700 people that went to Springfield. This happened in in September last year. Um, everyone organized, got it together, and there were 700 therapists, um, families, and children. We all went to Springfield one day. Everyone wore yellow, and we had a rally right in the middle of the rotunda. Um, there were parents that got up and spoke, brought their kids with them. Either they were in early intervention right now, or they had been in early intervention, and uh, even the kids spoke on some instances. You know, it was so cute, and um, there were um, there were experts that spoke about how important this early this early development is. That the kids need to get the help now. Um, there were everyone, almost everyone had signs, and um, several times during the rally, people ch- chanted, "Babies can't wait." Babies can't wait. And that was, um, you know, there was no budget in place. There still isn't a budget in place. And we were there for probably, I'm going to say, around three hours. And uh, rumor was, rumor has it that we were so loud in the rotunda 
that they were the assembly was trying to meet in another room and they had trouble hearing they had trouble hearing over um over everything that was going on in the rally, you know, with the that's speakers great. and the applause and the chants. Um there was a lot of publicity, um lot lots in the newspapers, especially up near Chicago. Uh, television, television stations did pieces on the budget crisis too. Um, we were really worried. Um, a budget was supposed to be in place by June 30th of last year, and this was September, and we thought, well, what's going to happen to the program? Um, therapists weren't getting paid. There was three months over the summer where therapists didn't get a paycheck. And it was really a hardship for a lot of therapists. I mean, we just wondered, we thought, well, yes, we will get paid eventually. We were pretty confident in that. But there were people that were looking for different jobs. Um, there were some people that actually left early intervention. I looked into looking at, I looked into working in Missouri. They said they didn't need any therapists. But I was really on the verge too of thinking, you know, am I going to have to pick up a second job before I, before I get paid? Well, then there was a, um, what happened, a good, really good thing happened. Um, there was um, a lady named Amy Zimmerman. She was a, a lawyer in the Chicago area. She was from the Legal Council for Health Justice. She did some research um, about whether it was legal or not for them not to pay us for so long. And um, she uh, got together with this court monitor named Ronnie Cohn. And they found out that Illinois was out of compulsibilitis consent degree. And what that is, is it mandated, it mandated services for individuals with developmental disabilities that the state has to provide these programs and um, they have to pay their workers. So that was a really, really good thing that we started getting paid again. But here it is now, um, March. There's still no budget in place, and um, for last year, and we're coming up on you know June 30th for this fiscal year. So I don't know what happens um, if they just forget about fiscal year 2016 and start it on 2017. Um, I'm not sure what happens with that. Um, I think I've heard that you know the pro the problem lies is that. You know, uh, Speaker of the House Mike Madigan and Governor Rauner, um, they, um, you know, they attend, they appear to be sending memos and whatnot between their offices, but their agendas and their point of points of view are so far apart that they they're not sitting down and working on the budget, um, or when they have, they're not getting anywhere, and so that's just really. That's really sad. Um, the state right now is basically being run by a court order rather than a planned budget. And supposedly Governor Madigan has even proposed an increase for early intervention for next year. But um, rumor has it that uh, people don't think it will get passed because of the Democratic-controlled House that won't support that. So personally, I'm hoping for at least the same funding with no cuts being made to the program. And, um, you know, if we can serve more children, you know, by an increased budget, that would be wonderful. But um, I don't know when the budget's going to be established. Um, if there's another day organized for providers and families to go to Springfield, 
I will definitely clear my schedule and go. Um, like I said, that was a very important day. They, lots of people found out who early intervention was, what we do, how important it is to families. And um, I would be glad to go to Springfield and rally again. So that might be coming up, you know, with no budget in sight for the spring. The thing that people can do, though, because these people are elected officials who represent you, is to get on, get on your phone or to write a letter or send an email or get on their Facebook page and just give them some, you know, let them know what you're thinking about it. I've written in several of them, and I've also invited several of them to come on the show or most of everybody that represents our district, I haven't gotten any replies as of yet, but I definitely have sent stuff off and let them know what's been heard because it's early interventions. It's the college students that, you know, like a lot of the big colleges right. are making yep. cuts as well. So you're taking away the, at the youngest ages, you're taking away the stuff that people need to be successful adults and to do, you know, get to where they need to be caught up and help the state move on, and at the college level, when the kids are supposed to be learning, they're cutting all the funds and their staff, so then you're looking at even bigger and bigger classes, and you become more and more of a number instead of an actual student with somebody that sees your face and knows who you are. So, I mean, just in this small little bit, not including the many, many other aspects that the budget handles, it's affecting our growth as a state, you know. There's people leaving the state, you know, I think it's one every five minutes or however it is, that leaves yeah. the state of Illinois because it's just not servicing people who have, you know, family stuff and whatever or need extra stuff in Missouri. They have to balance their budget every year. So they're able to make sure that they have the stuff for the people that need it. So I know I've talked to several people about that. So definitely if you get a chance to write or call or do whatever, your local representatives. Absolutely. Um, I had, um, I I have had emailed all 100 plus members of the assembly, um, explaining the importance of early intervention, asking them to pass a budget. I even included a picture of me working with a child, so hopefully it made it real for them, touched mm-hmm. them in some way, touched them in some way. And um, out of the 100 plus that I emailed, I heard back from about six. And uh, two or three of those, it was personal, personal notes back. Uh-huh. I even had, I even had one representative, um, I think, send me a Facebook message like ten o'clock on a Sunday night. I mean, yeah. it was, I was so impressed. Um, there have been several that I have followed now on Facebook um, that I keep, I keep getting updates from, and uh-huh. they're really discouraged with the. Um, with the budget, you know, not being passed. Yeah. They tell me that they support early intervention. Several of those lawmakers spoke at the rally also, and it was just, it was wonderful. It really was. And um, funny enough, the only person that didn't have an email address was uh, was uh, was Mr. Madigan, Speaker of the House. There was no valid email for him. Yeah. So um, I guess snail mail is the only way to get in touch with him. And, um, you know, there's a form for the governor's office that you can fill Mm -hmm. out, and I did that a couple of times, too. And they say, though, that snail mail is really effective, that if the governor gets letters, you know, actual letters on his desk, that, you know, that means something, too. So I was really involved with 
with all of the the um the budget crisis and um I suspect that you know the different organizations will be will be uh, asking people to do things again and it will be coming up again this spring maybe to give them a little push again. That sounds good, but definitely if you get a chance, send in your letters about, you know, it's coming up with a smart budget and, you know, taking care of the people that need to be taken care of and our, you know, the young ones and stuff like that and others that, you know, so that way, because it's just, there's so much that we can do to help the state by just even uh, getting our workforces and our schools and whatnot into perspective. You know, it brings better workers to an area. They don't have to leave so far to do it. You bring businesses in. And then, you know, it helps with everything else, so they tax you less because they're making more off of businesses. So it does make a huge difference on what we're doing now and how the future of how the state does, you know, in the long run because of the citizens that it has and it's taken care of and helped to learn different skills and to be functioning, you know, perfectly in their society or to be better suited for the society that they need to be with jobs and such. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I have a college kid too, and I pay attention when I hear on the news that you know SIUE is receiving budget cuts, and I just hate to hear it from all ends. You know, like you said, the young ones, all the way up to the senior citizens. Just like the they shut down some of the senior citizen centers in our area. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, other organizations have you know stepped up at that time. Otherwise, there would have been senior citizens in their homes that would have gone hungry. I mean, yep. it's just it's just such a sad situation. And I read in the paper about the thousands of people that left Illinois last year, and it just really makes me sad. I mean, one of my kids said, well, why don't you move to Missouri? Move to Missouri. I said, no, I don't want to move to Missouri. I've always lived in Illinois. I love Illinois. It's a great mm-hmm. state. And we just need to get the budget passed. We just need to get the budget passed and, um, you know, get this support. Um, I'm just hoping that there's some leadership in the future that will make that happen. I agree with you. And, I mean, you've made many valid points on that, you know. I mean, hopefully, like I said, I'll keep trying and hopefully I'll get some of them on to talk about what's going on. Um, like, I haven't got any answers yet, but, you know, a few more might help. So, uh, letters. But definitely look into doing that. And is there anything else you'd like to add, Ms. Gina? Oh, I can't think of anything this time. Just uh, go to my Facebook page of Bright Beginnings Developmental Therapy, and the information is on there if... um about child development, and like I said, if you have any questions at all about whether your child should be evaluated or your grandchild, feel free to send me a message through that site, and I would be glad to help you. I mean, the therapists, we all love our jobs, and we love helping kids and helping families. That is very true. Like I said, we've we've actually been through the program, and we can't complain about anything that's anybody that's come through. Everybody's been great for coming in the house, even on the days that we didn't have it clean or when the dogs were kind of festering. <laughs> so we we include dogs. Good. 
We include dogs in therapy, too, whenever we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Gina. It was great having you on the show, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again. You're welcome. I look forward to um, hearing your future shows, and hopefully you can get some of those representatives to talk. Thanks again, Jeremy. <laughs> Not a problem. You have a great day. Okay, you too. That was Gina Haberl, Developmental Therapist for Illinois Interventions. You can check her out at Bright Beginnings Developmental Therapy on Facebook. Now for Elizabeth Mall's song, No Idea. If you'd like to learn more about this young, talented artist, check out her fan page at Elizabeth Mall on Facebook. How you doing today, Butch? Doing great. Good. So can you tell me a little bit about Freedom Lake? 
Well, it was a purchase 50 years ago. We bought the ground, and then I always had a plan of building the lake out here, and it took me 40 more years to do it. But yep. I finally got it started, and uh, it's got a, uh, about on 30 acres of ground. With In the middle, it's uh, about an eight-acre lake, the main lake. Oh, three small ponds are around it, stocked with catfish, bluegill, bass, and crappie. I heard you had a big bass caught the other day. Yesterday, uh, the fella caught an eight-pound bass out there, the biggest one caught in the last couple of years. And he caught it and took pictures and released it back in the water. That's an amazing fish. Yeah. That's the fish of a lifetime around here. It was a great fish. It really looked nice. Definitely. So do you have any more big catches out here or any big... I had some 10-pound catfish caught last year, Uh huh. but uh, they've been in there 12 years now, so I uh, stocked it uh, in in 03, I stocked it, so it's got uh, about 30 feet of water in the main lake, so it's a deep lake. We built it all our- ourselves and uh, cleared all the timber, burnt it, and uh, got it going, put a road around it, and then we have two cabins that we rent out. They don't have bathrooms in them, but they are uh, got heat and air-conditioned electric. And then we got about 25 R- RV uh, spots out there right now. Yep. What uh, We're going to put more in this summer. And there's also a very nice pavilion. I've been to a few weddings out in, under the pavilion. Yes, there are, there's two of them, uh, larger ones and one smaller one. And uh, the the large one on with the kind of concrete floors and that in it, it's got the electric and... Uh, open sides and everything that's close to the water, a good view of the, the main lake. And the restrooms are always clean. I know Annette cleans. She's always yeah. out there making sure that everything looks great. Yeah, there's six porta-potties around the lake with a handicap one, and then uh, there's a main office up here with a bathroom and shower. Perfect. At, at this time. Mm-hmm. And I know the out here the fishing, like when you said you made the lake, that it used to be a horse pasture when I was a kid out here fishing. We used to catch a lot of big catfish myself out here. Yeah, the main lake was was a, a pasture, wood, and we had horses and hogs in there for a long time when I was in the hog business of 30 years ago. So then I cleared it all, and it was all dense woods uh, 12 years ago when I started clearing it. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had several events out here. There's been like medieval fest. Right, right. Medieval reenactments. They used to come out and hold their things out here. And then there's one called Rage Fest. Uh, they're coming back in the end of June. And then we had another group come in in the spring and the fall. And uh, so we had a whole, a whole bunch of different bands they had, all different type of music. And so that's uh, we're looking forward to see them in June again. And then do you do you're open for a concert available rent rent for a concert? Well, yes, yes. And uh, then we're going to uh, uh, in between time we'll have some other parties out to rent the pavilion out for weddings and stuff like that. In fact, when June fourth, there's uh, another people they're going to get uh, renew their wedding vows out there for the party. Nice. Yeah, so that's June 4th. And then at June 24th, it'd be the Rage Fest. Awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely put that on our event board, too, so that way it gets more out for them. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share about the cabins out here? Well, the one is probably 30 years old. We It came from Missouri. It was moved over. My wife's brother had it. He sold produce out of it. <laughs> and then... Uh, 
he built a new building and they gave that to my wife and we had it trucked down here and she worked long and hard at getting it ready to to rent out got it all cleaned up we had to put new windows in stuff like that and uh it's well we're still working on it we're in, probably in the process of putting uh bathrooms in it uh-huh so uh we might have we'll have maybe by next year we'll have bathrooms hooked up in that cabin in the main cabin that'll be great everything you need yeah. all in one spot right and a small kitchenette in there probably too yep so, and then fishing are they able to bring small boats out oh yeah any type of boat they can bring in there uh some people bring big bass boats but uh they don't run the big motors yeah they run their troll yeah motors. it's a troll motor only right. yeah right. definitely and then I know there's wonderful crappie fishing and bluegill fishing. Yeah, yeah, there's some real nice bluegill in there. Yeah. And that, that, that's why they call it fishing. You might catch them and you might not. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so. yes, everything out here has been a good time. We've had a lot of fun. I brought my son out here several times, and we've had a blast hanging out and fishing. And we enjoy being out here for the parties. When the yeah. sun's setting over the back of the park and yeah. over the top of the lake or the moon's up above the lake, yeah. it's a beautiful setting. I posted some pictures on my Facebook page yeah, it, of it, how it, nice it looks. And it is, it's a pay lake, so uh, it's, uh, you don't have to have fishing license when you fish the main lake. The mm -hmm. lake, so it's a pay lake. I have a permit for that. Okay. So, And then how much is it a day to fish? It's $10 a person with a six-pound weight limit of any fish. And then thereafter, if you want more, they're a buck and a half a pound. Okay, Excellent. That's, perfect. That's a good price. Yes, it is. It's yeah. perfect. So, yeah, we have uh, – I have some people ready went out with 30 pounds of catfish. Oh, I can believe yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, And that helps. The, the right. money from the pay lake helps to keep the park right. up, and it also helps to, right. you know, restock the lakes and everything after yeah. fishing. Yep. It's, it's a – the overhead, it's constant. The overhead is pretty heavy on it. The main thing out here is the electric's pretty high. Yeah. And it, it runs, with all the campers and everything, the electric really goes up. Yeah. I can imagine. So. And then how much is it to camp for the night or weekend? Tent camping is $10 a day, and uh, pop-ups are like 25 and everything else is $35 a day. Okay, perfect. And we do have a dump station, and... Uh, I, if you stay a couple of days, I don't charge extra for the dump station. It it's, goes with mm -hmm. the 35 a day. Yep. I have some 40-foot motorhomes come in and uh, stay all summer last year. In fact, they're coming back from New Mexico, I believe, and they'll be here in the next month or two to stay the summer. Nice. And I know my parents bring their camper and my neighbor brings yeah. his camper down. So I know that it's well-liked by everybody in the area. I know yeah. a lot of people have... Found it and think it's a wonderful place. And yeah. you're in Burksville, Illinois. Yeah, uh, your your neighbor Jeremy uh, Roy uh, Roy uh, Becker. He bought his in the other day, mm -hmm. so he's going to leave it here all summer till fall. Now he's yep. got it all set up. Yeah, he was he's been excited about it. He was waxing yeah. and washing and ready to come in and yeah. make it his little retirement home for the summer. Yeah, he's got the golf cart and everything. Yeah, he's got everything <laughs> out there right now, so he's ready to go for the summer. And then we do have some wood out there. We do have, I got a guy that's going to bring wood in and sell it extra for $10 a rack there and uh, for people who don't have wood. So, awesome. And mostly uh, the people out there right now, the trees, when they fall down, most of the campers cut them up out there right away. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you uh, don't have, if you come without wood, there, there might be wood available to buy out there. Awesome. So. And then how would people get a hold of you to let you know that they're interested in being uh, there? My, our phone number is 
So, and uh, uh, that's our main number right there. Okay, and what's the address so that they can find you? It's 5329 Sportsman's Road, Waterloo, Illinois. Awesome. And we are on Facebook, too, somewhere. Yeah, find them on Facebook, Yeah, Freedom Lake and Cabins. Yeah. It's also on Blossom City Radio's page, so you can click it and find them there. So is there anything else you'd like to add, Butch? Oh, I think that pretty well covers the right. rest of it. Well, thank you for being on Blossom City Radio. We Very appreciate good. having you. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, that was Butch Gruber from Freedom Lake. Thank you very much. And that was Butch Gruber. Thank you, Butch, for being on. Check his Facebook out at Freedom Lake on Facebook.com. Now it's time for Brody's Joke of the Day. You make a baby sleep on a spaceship. I don't know how. You rock it. It's now time for the community board. The community board spotlights events and functions that are happening in the southern Illinois St. Louis area. On April 2nd, the Waterloo VFW Auxiliary Tea Party is being hosted. Candy Bueller is the speaker, and all proceeds go to veterans programs. Lunch will be served. Admission is $10. For additional information, call 618-939-4135. On Sunday, April 10th, Cookies for a Cure at St. Mary's Church, 7632 Shawneetown Trail, Ellis Grove, Illinois, 62241, from 1 to 4 p.m. $35 is the cost. Call Jennifer Shimonik at 618-859-3541. Baking and supporting a cause doesn't get any better than that. We will provide you with a dozen cookies to decorate in class and to take home and enjoy afterwards. All supplies and instructions will be provided. Call and make your reservations today. On Thursday, April 14th, Sarah J. Hartram Decoro will be signing her new book from From Here to Heaven at the Valmeyer, Illinois Library from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. She will share her testimony at 6 and sign books before and after. On May 7th, Sarah J. Hartram Decoro will be signing copies of her book at Morrison Talbot Library in Waterloo, Illinois from 9 to 1 p.m. It is an open house meet and greet format. Enjoy and chat and get your book signed while you visit with Sarah. On May 14th, Gateway Classic Cars is having their Spring Fling Car Corral. Gateway Classic Cars is partnering with Children's Miracle Network for this event. All the proceeds go to Children's Miracle Network. Come out and support a good cause with food, music, and beautiful cars. For more information, contact gatewayclassiccars.com. And a reminder that IGA and Redbud is raffling off a beautiful banjo for Evan Simpson Goddard's medical expenses incurred from a card wreck and brain surgery. Please go to Blossom City Radio and check out the link, and also go to IGA and buy your tickets. Thank you very much. This has been your community board. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. If you have events that you would like put on the community board, guest suggestions, or you would like to give feedback on the show just or just say hi, please find us on Facebook at Blossom City Radio or hit us up on Blossom City Radio at yahoo.com. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you for giving me the honor of being your host for tonight. Thank you and good night. Saltwater fish keepers, are you looking to purchase a new saltwater fish, a new coral, or some new saltwater inverts? Would you like to receive a 15% discount? 
Well, now you can. Aqua Alex, American Variety Network, and Blue Zoo Aquatics are now offering you 15% off your order with Blue Zoo Aquatics by simply using the code AVN Coupons. All capital letters. So the next time you order from Blue Zoo Aquatics, enter the coupon code AVN Coupons, all in capital letters. This promotion lasts from now until the end of March. So make sure you save 15% off your next order with Blue Zoo Aquatics. Next Friday, March 25th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on The Mass Effect, School of Fish, Inc. owner Dave will be our special guest, and Dave will talk about his fish store, School of Fish, Inc. Plus, our featured businesses will be Tony's Pizza and Restaurant and Big Y World Class Market. Plus, find out about the latest news and events happening in Massachusetts and find out what's on our bulletin board for next Friday. So join us next Friday, March 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Massachusetts Residence, for our second episode of The Mass Effect. Saturday, March 26th, 2016, live on Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli. It turns into a special Easter celebration. For the first time ever, Saturday Live with AC celebrates a holiday. Our special guest is Angie Rafferty. Angie has overcome cancer, and she's going to share her story with us. Plus, I'll answer your questions and ask away with Alice Cardinelli. And the show turns Easter by me talking about Easter candy, my favorite Easter memories, giving out Easter recipes, and more. Expect to hear Easter music and some funny Easter audio clips. So celebrate Easter just one night before Easter the holiday, before Easter Sunday. So join the Easter scene Saturday live with Alice Cardinelli next Saturday, March 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on American Variety Network. It's the Easter Bunny, Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to join me on Easter morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific, as I celebrate Easter with all of you, my listeners, live right here on American Variety Network. I'll discuss the history of Easter, I'll give out some good Easter recipes, and I'll talk about some things that 
that an Easter bunny is. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Variety Network. Alex Cardinale, Jeremy Stelher, and Donovan Barger would like to say your listen is really appreciated and we hope you enjoyed the show. Head on over to Facebook and hit like on our fan page American Variety Network. Join our group page called American Variety Network Fan Group to post your thoughts on the show or to chat with other members. Have a good night and thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.